2020. It came in. And I mean, it started swinging on us, right? And I get it. These are the things that we call life. And I never thought that I would see a pandemic in my lifetime. Honestly, I thought the days of the plague was like over with. But here we are. We, we witnessing it all. But let's look at our 2020. And let's really like look at the things that we learned. And I'm going to share my biggest takeaway from 2020. Look at the things that broke us or made us or that defining moment of 2020 and for me my defining moment has been a work in progress I have a homegirl that has been gun-ho bent of shifting my understanding of changing filters that are outdated and basically obsolete and detrimental to my well-being and I finally understood why she kept on doing brain surgery on me and heart conditioning and exposing and challenging and shifting and helping me reshape me as a person and what I tolerate in my life so I'm gonna start off with don't judge me judge free zone I finally got to see four color girls don't judge me and I looked at it through the lens that shifted and I didn't even realize how it shifted until I saw this movie and explored my feelings toward it and basically it's it's trauma it's showing trauma and at the end of it I came to the revelation that it was allowed. It was allowed. And if we're not careful, if we are not careful as women, we will allow trauma to be our story. And it robs you, and it takes, and it suffocates, and it erodes, and it leaves you bitter and empty and callous and cold. So, let me rewind. 2020. When I look back on my 2020, I see goals being accomplished I see attempts of trying to explore what I want my future to look like I see a reset in focus and understanding Um, I'm a mom of four and I have 
two little ones that are still in like grade school and junior high. And I realized that their world, their life, their everyday existence has shifted. So instead of me running full steam ahead into my master's, that maybe I need to have a, a season of intentional parenting, intentional putting love in their life in places that they may not, I don't know, I may not have been focusing on in another season of their life. Like, yeah, you good. You know, I love you. All right. Let's keep it pushing. Um, and I think it, it benefited them. Like, although they have experienced birthdays through COVID and not being able to meet new friends and stay with and enjoy their old friendships I think that we've bonded in a way that only spending countless days inside the house with someone can can fortify so back to my biggest lesson I used to have a mindset of oh because I love him or because I like him then he should like me that's a detriment oh my goodness and I didn't see it as a detriment until one of my friends decided her mission was to prove to me that my logic was a detriment to my existence and she did because I was so heartbroken for these actors that didn't see how their thought process toward men was detrimental to their own well-being. And I know we have needs and we have desires and we have hopes and we have these dreams of what we want our lives to look like and we cannot cast write a script and then cast a role for the script that's not how it goes I wish it was that easy I see it now and at the end of the movie Spoiler alert, if you late like me, then I'm spoiling it for you. Get over it. Uh, Dr. Huxtable, don't judge me. Off the Cosby's, his wife, because you know she a lawyer. She spoke the truth. Don't judge me, y'all. And she told the mother that she has to take responsibility for what happened to her children. Because she should have been rescuing them long before what happened to them happened. And that just confirmed what my best friend has been diligently building a case and showing me examples in tearing down this fantasy logic that's not conducive to the real world and I was proud of me because I saw 
the choices that they made. Not from a standpoint of I don't even know how to express it. That they were actively choosing to be a part of that narrative. That's how I can express it. And I just want to speak to the young girl that's 13 or 14 or 15. To the young lady that might be 18, 19 or 20. Or that grown woman that's still trying to figure it out. I just want to speak to you on what I've gathered from a place of authentic transition. The essence of your being. You get to decide that. You get to decide the essence of your being. And once you decide your values, your beliefs, your joys, your what does your peace look like? What does your future look like? What are you working toward right now to propel you or place you in an opportunity or a position with enough knowledge and experience to manifest that hope of that future? Once you understand what peace is for you, once you understand what joy is for you, you know what healthy is. You know what wholeness is. Once you know what is your spiritual regiment for yourself, once you know what is your mental meal that you eat to feed your your brain, what are your goals, what are your dreams, what are your hopes, what is the amount of money you want in your account, what kind of lifestyle do you want to achieve for yourself, when you have those things solidified as a person, a personhood, a state of being, a spirit, a soul, a mind, a body, and you're able to define it, experience it, and have it be who you are. When someone else attempts to come into your life and they disturb those things, you will know what to do. But I believe that we're not purposely defining what those things look like for us with intentionality, with a full understanding of if I want to be a veterinarian, then I love animals and I'm going to know the different chambers of an animal's heart versus a mammal or a reptile or an amphibian. And that's your jam and that's what you want to do then you're not going to let someone come into your life and rearrange your dreams because you spent energy and effort into becoming knowledgeable to be a veterinarian. And you're going to value what you've already put energy and effort into 
to walk away from someone that diminished that from you. You're not going to allow that to happen to you. You're going to leave that situation alone because you've already invested energy and effort into becoming that for yourself. And it could be um, an entrepreneur. It could be a lawyer. It could be a teacher. It could be whatever that jam is for you. Once you define it and once you tap into the thing that you are working to become, you're not gonna, it's not gonna be so easy for someone to come in and take that from you because it's already you, it's a part of you. So figure that out. That's one part of who you are. Then another part that I don't think is um, articulated and expressed and examined and understood is your values and your beliefs. So if you value peace and prosperity, if someone comes into your life, let's say a homegirl, and all they bring you is drama, and they keep taking, and they don't bring you anything, you don't see a return on your investment in regards of time, in regards of listening and applying the wisdom that you've shared, you're going to say, I'm, this isn't benefiting, this isn't profiting neither one of us it's not profiting you because clearly you don't trust what I'm telling you and it's not profiting me because you're taking away or you're having me expend energy and effort on a problem that you want to keep so when you understand what it is you value when someone brings you things that don't line up to that value you're able to put that under scrutiny based on your value system. And I don't think that's articulated to us of what do we value. Like if you all if you're in a if you have a pretty stable childhood and no one told you you value stability because this is just something that's been given to you. You might know that it's missing, but you may not be able to articulate what it is that you're lacking. So being able to articulate those things that you already have in your life or those things that are missing from your life, then you're able to pursue that image because words produce images in our head like peace and serenity. What what does that bring to your forefront of everyday living for you but if you've been growing up in an environment where it's chaos and chaotic you have to have that defined for yourself so you're not projecting your you have a new normal to to strive for so I hope that you're taking the time in assessing 
what you want and who you are and who you're becoming. Like if you're not a fighter and you don't fight, don't be in a relationship where someone raises their hand to you. But that's something you have to value. That's my biggest, I know, takeaway from 2020. And it's so funny because this revelation has been working itself into my being for years now. Another When I look back on 2020, another revelation that I've explored and come to putting in my reality is I wanted to, like, go be great. And I realized that going to be great might be costing me something on the back end. And it's the back end that people don't look at. So I took time to look at the back end. And I realized that in my undergrad, I had a thousand things going on. And in my master's, I don't want to have a thousand things going on. I am strategically putting myself with a limitation of three things. Because it's balance. It's It's not the width, it's the depth. And the only way you get to get to the depth is by spending time developing. Developing and knowing and trying and failing and growing and knowing. So that's what I'm working on now. Undergrad was an amazing experience of what? And exploring and touching and getting uh, a baseline understanding of life. And now it's taking all of that information and engaging and being Pacific. I hope that somewhere along your path, you find that thing that challenges you, that wakes you up at night, that calls you in your dreams, that pushes you to a deeper sense of knowing and wonder. I found my somewhere along the path in 2020 I just decided that I was done worrying 
I was done stressing and being in this constant state in the back of my mind of buzz. I got tired of it. I wanted that to go away. And I realized that I was feeding it. Unconsciously, I was feeding the buzz. The bzz, bzz, bzz. With snippets of information. So, I think it was in... Okay, this started in March, right? March, April, May. Yeah, I'm going to say May. May is where I had max capacity. I was, I was just tired and I was ready to be done but I didn't know where the the source of of the buzz was coming from and so I did a social media binge of like not touching anything related to COVID um and just silencing it to see if that was the buzz and and it got quieter it was like buzz. And then I realized that I had fed myself fear, doubt, unbelief. Um, and I had disharmony. And then I had fear of the future. I had fear of just health issues and life issues. And all this uncertainty. So I had to start going back to what do I know is certain. I'm a Christian. God is good. I'm a Christian. God is faithful. I had to go all the way back to my beliefs. My square ones, I call it. Um, and then something amazing happened. When I got all the way back down to what can I control, an opportunity fell into my lap. And that's the one thing that I know I'm good at. That's my that's my passion. And that's the thing that I've been able to actively control because I'm I'm driving my own self-discovery. And I believe that that's a key ingredient to happiness is growth in some area, whether it's spiritual, financial, relational, personal, whatever you can see, I've grown in this area. I think that brings some type of joy to the human mind or the human experience. Like growing in humility doesn't sound fun and it's not, but once you've actually grown in humility, that's pretty cool. You've grown in patience, that's pretty cool. You've grown in wisdom. So, in uncertain times, think about how you can grow in character 
or in convictions, in beliefs, in prayer? How can you expand within when the outside world is so uncontrollable? How can you help be a blessing to someone else? I've grown in understanding this year. You know how you've been around someone and you think you know, like, you think you have them figured out, but you don't. Not for real, for real. You might be right about some tendencies about that person, but you 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 haven't really saw their heart. Well, I got a beautiful opportunity to see someone's heart in action. Um, I was able to volunteer, and the person that was running the event wasn't happy completely with how it turned out in the the standard that they're used to and I didn't see it like that so me being who I am try my best to be encouraging and I said like well if you hadn't thrown the event then they wouldn't have anything so I don't think that they should be choosy and she said whatever you do you do it with love So if you wouldn't give that stuff to someone you love, then that wasn't the best that we could do. And that statement rang true with me because I understood what she was saying on a whole nother level. Like, the, the difference is love. I don't know these people, but I love what I do. And I know what I do makes a difference in these people's lives. And I love making a difference. So therefore, that love drives everything she does to the forefront. And I and I saw that. And although I thought I was I knew this person, I don't. Don't judge me. But you know, we all make assumptions and it shifted how I saw her so that was another shift that happened and just be mindful that shifts are supposed to happen in your life that it's okay to think you know and to find out that you really don't know and open up an opportunity to learn That's what makes life beautiful. To know yourself and to keep learning yourself. And you learn yourself by experiencing others, by experiencing life. So learn yourself so you can experience a good life and not play the role of the victim. Thank you for sharing. 
because we live life. That's what we do.